We're back for night three of the college basketball season. End up going one and one last week. We get the Sacred Heart win. They actually end up covering the closing line, even though it moved like crazy. Um, but Montana never shows up on that game. End up losing that one. But got a few games here for Wednesday night. So let's jump right into it. Now to start off Wednesday's card, we got American taking on Marist. American is the 318th team in the Hot Tibet Power Ranking. Marist the 262nd overall team. And, you know, for Marist, took a slight step backwards last season after, you know, having their first winning year in over a decade the season prior. But it's not like anything horrible happened last year. They end up going 14 and 16. You know, certainly a step backwards, but, you know, not a, a step off a cliff in any means. Um, for American, you know they kind of lost their footing as well um last season end up finishing with only two wins and you know a lot of their struggles last season was because of all the new faces that this american team had on their roster and you know that shouldn't be near an issue this season they have one of the highest returning minutes in the entire patriot league um but their leading scorer stacy beckton gonna be gone from last year's team um you know will not be returning here mike brennan you know as head coach didn't really hit the transfer portal that hard one of those guys who doesn't necessarily believe and, and building through the transfer portal, which is whatever. You know, you got a lot of chemistry on this team for sure. You got some decent recruits coming in um, as well. But how great is that chemistry and is that returning minutes on a team that, you know, only won 10 games overall, only won five games in conference play last season? You know, um, it doesn't answer a lot of the questions that we had at the end of last season. And I really think, especially early here, um, this team could certainly struggle. And I, I really think we're going to see more of the same. I, I think they'll improve by the time the Patriot League play gets here. But I just got a lot of concern for them. For Marist, on the other hand, a guy who we really saw step up for this team um, or who I think will take a step here um, in his second season. Noah Harris, you know, as the end of last season came, he started to look better um, and he is the lone starter or lone projected starter anyway, coming back for this team. Um, but there's plenty of talent coming in to help fill those gaps. Maris, on the other hand, did hit the transfer portal pretty hard. Um, you know, there are other four projected starters, all transfers. Cam Ferris from Robert Morris is the guy who I'm most interested in seeing playing here in this game. You know, he did a great job last season for Robert Morris from beyond the arc, hitting 40% from three there. And you know, it's a Maris team that we know is going to have some struggles on the offensive side of things. They certainly did last year. I don't think they're going to fix everything going into this season, but they're a very, very strong team on the defensive side of the ball. And Ed, head coach John Dune, um, you know, has become a guy at Maris in you know, the five seasons he's been here, who's kind of established that he he has roles for his players. And if those players fill those roles and play like they're supposed to, is a team that can certainly win some games. I think they surprise a lot of people in the MAC this season. Um, and I love Maris here in this game. Take them minus two and a half against American. Next up on the card, we got Monmouth taking on Seton Hall. Monmouth comes into this game as the 235th team in the Hot Tibet Power Ranking. Seton Hall is the 49th overall team. And this is a very interesting game for a heck of a lot of different reasons. I mean, let's start with Monmouth. King Rice, the King Rice era here at Monmouth has been a fun one to watch. They had a lot of success last season. They ultimately struggled a little bit during conference play, finishing with a 21 and 13 record overall. But they had one of the, the longest against the spread sticks in the country going in last season. I think it was up to like 14, 15 games. I don't remember exactly what it ended on. I just know it made me a whole heck of a lot of money um, betting on this Monmouth team and, and this King Rice team. But, you know, not all of that success can necessarily just, you know, on paper carry over to this season. They do lose their top five scores. Sorry, top four scores, almost five. 
pretty much the same difference, but lose their top four scores from a season ago. Um, but that doesn't mean, you know, it's a complete rebuild. There's a lot of guys who do have experience deeper down on the roster who saw some decent minutes um, last season. A guy I'm excited about, Miles Foster, um, you know, who, who we saw on the floor quite a bit last season, you know, not high usage by any means, um, but down in the paint, both shooting and rebounding wise, he was great down there. And, you know, for this Monmouth team, they go up against a Seton Hall team who brings in Shaheen Holloway, obviously had tremendous success at St. Peter's going into the tournament last season. But it still seems like a weird coaching hire. I get it. You know, all the modern um, for Shaheen Holloway coming back home here. Um, but let's not forget, St. Peter's really did struggle early in the season. At one point, um, you know, in, in mid-February, I'm pretty sure they had a losing record. I mean, obviously, they go on and, and win like 10 games straight, um, you know, into the month of March and, and go on and, and make an Elite Eight appearance. And yes, there's certainly some weight in that. A lot of that is obviously what Shaheen Holloway um, was able to do. But I question whether or not that success that he had in, in those 10 games is going to be able to carry over for a full season here at Seton Hall and, and really for seasons to come. Um, Seton Hall, you know, lost some players from last year. Doesn't really matter. New coach coming in. He's obviously going to go and hit the transfer portal hard, um, which he did. One guy who I'm looking at here, Almari Dawes from Clemson, um, you know, averaged 29 minutes for the Tigers last season, 11.3 points per game for him. And, you know, the key for Shaheen Holloway and the key for the Seton Hall defense is or team is obviously going to be on the defensive side of the ball. I think that's where they look to, to find some success this season. Um, and while this team in Seton Hall will ultimately look better than they did a season ago with a new coach, with a lot of new faces on this team, I just think this spread is way too big for night one. And I get it. Monmouth is not going to live up to the bar that they had last year. It was just very, very high. But with them going over to the Colonial Conference um, this season, I really think they can be a dark horse. And I think as the season progresses, we're going to see King Rice continue to find success continue to build up some of these players um, and in this game specifically i think Monmouth keeps this one close taking them plus 19 here against seton hall now, quickly, before we get into the final game of the day, if you haven't already checked out the website, head over there, hottipbest.com. we got college basketball, college football, NFL, NBA, NHL, UFC, horse racing picks being posted every single day. We got games. Also, follow the Hot Tip Bets main account at Hot Tip Bets on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, so you don't miss out on any of the computer model picks being posted over there. Follow my personal accounts at Hot Tip Bets Chris on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, so you don't miss out on any of the content that I'm putting out, as well as here on Betstamp, um, so you don't miss out on any of my picks. You can get a notification every single time that I place a bet on bet stamp, which is huge for college basketball. And we saw that on full display yesterday um, with the, the Sacred Heart line moving six and a half to the close. But at one point it was up to eight and a half. So make sure you're following on bet stamp so you can get those picks the second that I place it and get the same lines that I do. And last bit of the not least, if you're watching here on YouTube, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell notification so you don't miss out on any future content. Drop a comment down below and let's get into this last game. Bellarmine takes on Louisville here for the battle of Louisville. Bellarmine, 237th in the hot to bet power ranking. Louisville is the 111th overall team. And, you know, obviously this is a, a big game for Bellarmine for, you know, the fact that they're they're playing their, their in-city rivalry um, to say, obviously going to be one of the bigger games on their schedule every year. But, you know, it's a team that that last season kind of became a national name at one point, um, not because they, they went and won the A-Sun tournament. You know, most teams that do that probably aren't going to be talked about, but more the fact that they did didn't get an NCAA tournament bid um, because it was only their second season in Division One. 
one of the stupidest rules in all of division one if you're coming up i don't understand why you can't go play in the tournament i i, I get there's arguments to be made but most of them just make no sense and especially for a bellarmine team who has been so so strong you know amassing a 21 and 8 record um here in in their first two seasons in a sun play i mean scott davenport has certainly shown that he is capable of building a team that can compete here in d1 you know has been at Bellarmine going on 18 years now and you know has really built a very solid team here for Louisville Kenny Payne takes over as the head coach the Chris Mack era coming to an end of midseason um, last year and you know one of the the biggest questions for this Louisville team going into the season is where are all of the points going to come from they obviously lose three of their top four scores from a season ago um, L Ellis is still back and it will certainly help in that department you know being that that lone top four scorer coming back and but he's the only guy on the Louisville roster who averaged over 20 minutes per game um, last season and really with him being the only guard who, who's kind of in that projected starter level um, I don't know where where the points are going to come from especially from the perimeter I mean it was a team that went 13 um, and 19 last season and it really feels like not much happened in the offseason they only have 10 scholarship players on the roster right now to, to say they don't have a whole lot of depth would kind of be an understatement for this Louisville team there's just really a lot of problems still left and it feels like they're a long ways away from that national championship caliber that they once were especially going up against a Bellarmine team here who like we said had a great season last year they return um, you know plenty of depth from last year's teams lose a couple of guys but you know Alec Fram um, is a guy who who is a senior guard now you know last season hit 46.3 percent from beyond the arc they got a couple of capable red shirt freshmen coming up a strong recruiting class as well it's a Bellarmine team that you should not be sleeping on in eight sun play especially but even here in this game I think they give Louisville a run for their money. I think Bellarmine potentially could come out of this game. Um, the Kings of Louisville. Um, I don't know that I'm going to be betting the money line. It's it's a little steep even for me, but um, Bellarmine plus 12 and a half here against Louisville. My favorite bet of the day. And yes, I know the correct pronunciation is Bellarmine, but I'm going to say it how the hell I want to say it.